When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? We're back. 1040 Oak Street. Old school. Jay Foreman, Austin Norman on this Wednesday. A um, little brisk outside, but so we are brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Uh, special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. Uh, back to Husker Portal news. We're on and popping with it. Receivers. Um... Jamal Banks and Evan Stewart both have been uh, pretty successful at either at uh, Wake Forest and Texas A&M. I think a lot of times when you when uh, teams are targeting players at certain position groups, they think it's an indictment on the guys that they have. I think actually in this case they're they're trying to act, it's actually a positive that they're actually bringing in guys that have done it before to actually speed up your progress mm-hmm. and, and and this is where fans and sometimes even athletes as themselves can be a little bit short-sighted and thinking i need to go from high school and college is a pit stop next thing you know i'm going to be on the in the national football league doing the same thing I'd, i've done in seven on seven well it, it, there's a lot more things that go into it than that and sometimes throwing them out there too early when they're when they're not ready or they force themselves out there and there's two ways you force yourself out there. One, by just being that good, where you're like, man, I got, you know, we got to find a way to get this kid on the field. That's good, because that means you're actually ready to go and you're developing. Or you go in there and say, I need to play or else. And that happens. And, and because ultimately, as a coach, you don't want to lose good players. And you're, you're kind of, you know, with this transfer portal thing, you, you are at times at their mercy. I don't think it's happened by, you know, with any of the guys at Nebraska, but it happens a lot throughout college football. So, you know, Austin, what do you think about, let's, let's focus on Jamal Banks. Cause we know he's coming here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What do you think the selling point is for him to come here? And then also, what do you think he can add to that wide receiver room to, uh, you know, a- accelerate the development of Malachi Coleman, Doss, Jalen Lloyd, uh, amongst others. The biggest selling point for me is that he gets a, a true shot to be a number one wide receiver in an offense that will feature him. I don't think Marcus Satterfield ran the ball as much as Husker fans wanted. I think that having a guy that's, what, 6'4", 200 pounds, right. that's good size. Nebraska sorely lacked that and could use a guy that size. I think he would cover over a lot of issues, and I think Nebraska could say, here's the third and seven at a crucial point in the game. We didn't convert. If we have you, the ball's coming your way. Right. You know, you will be our go-to guy. Does that mean you're getting the ball every play? It obviously doesn't, but we trust you to be our guy on, on third and intermediate to third and long, 
And we trust you to be the guy to kickstart the career of the best quarterback recruit we, we've had by the ranking services in school history, yeah, right? We believe ever. in this the highest kid. recruit ever. Right. Yeah. We, we believe in this, this kid, Dylan Raiola. Um, we hope you see the same thing we do. And it would, it, you know, like you've said about Dylan, you know, it wouldn't take much to come here and be a legend. Right. If you're his go-to guy in year one, you're remembered forever in, yeah. for kickstarting his career. And it says right here that it's between uh, essentially Nebraska and Michigan. Now we've had a little bit Ooh. of history with that where, Ernest Houseman bounced to the 40 ounce mm -hmm. up to Michigan. Obviously, he's in the college football playoffs uh, as a backup linebacker. Um, whereas Michigan, they don't really get into NIL. It's kind of like take it or leave it. We just do a blank thing. And then, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm assuming if you're Blake Corum and you get better, then, you know, certain things happen. Um, you know, I think with him, you know, where, you know, he had 59 catches last year. Um, let, me, let me say 59 catches, 653 yards, 11, 11 yards of average, four TDs. It's a tremendous opportunity uh, to come here and be featured. And you could have the same stats that he had at Wake Forest at Nebraska, but they could be they could look a lot different. More and, impactful. More impactful and more appealing. Mm -hmm. And I and the thing I would say is like, okay, you got a lot of growth potential. Uh not only with the play calling, just because okay, we gotta assuming that whether it's Heinrich Harburg or Dylan Rayola or Daniel Kelly, you're going to have a more suitable quarterback to essentially what Marcus Satterfield wants to do. Mm -hmm. Thomas Fedoni has another has a full year un, of health underneath his belt, and he can go and work on the things he needs to get better at, and along with the host of receivers. So to be featured and be more impactful makes it more appealing. Versus you go to Michigan, you know they're gonna they already got really good receivers, even though they're going to lose one or two, and you know that whether McCarthy comes back or not, their passing game is always going to be limited because that's not how they're going to play. Mm -hmm. And then also, you could commit to Michigan and not be playing for the same head coach. There's that. Which is huge because it's mm -hmm. a very realistic option whether Michigan wins it all or loses in the first you know game or gets to the championship games and loses. Jim Harbaugh, quite frankly, would it would be a, a big surprise if he's not coaching in the NFL next year. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you're committing to a head coach in a university or a team that's not even going to be the identity that you originally had, had been recruited to. So those are the factors that weigh, you know, positive for Nebraska. And then also I think the opportunity is bigger here, you know, and it, I don't think you're going to be any more appealing to an NFL team playing at Michigan, most likely with a new quarterback mm -hmm. versus at Nebraska with a new quarterback. Right. And, and so, um, you know, hopefully, you know, they don't let him leave without a commitment. You know, I, I mean, obviously he has a few days after or, or, or whatever. But I think once he gets here, he's going to be pleasantly surprised. And I think his, what he can do on the field, in the meeting room, in the opportunity. I'd rather be mm -hmm. the guy. You know, you were one of the guys at Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of guys that got looks out there. Sam Hartman was there. So right. he, they're watching his tape from when he was at Wake Forest. So you're getting all the looks you need. Now come here and be that dude. And if you can be, if you get a chance to do it within the scheme, uh, I think it could be you know a win-win for each other or for both parties. And that's that's what's going to be huge. It absolutely would. And that's where again it takes both sides, right? I think Nebraska needs Jamal Banks more than Jamal Banks needs Nebraska. He's put up some good numbers, but it depends on is he about the numbers or is he about 
think he can continue that winning tradition at Michigan. Right. right. I mean, Wake Forest hasn't been bad, but I can totally understand wanting to jump to a program that's won at the level Michigan has. Right. You know, to try to take that next step in, in your own career. If it's more college football focused, I could see him going to Michigan. If it's more NFL focused, I think Nebraska might get a better look because it might be a better showcase for his skills. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that factor factor into it. You can't really say weather because in Lincoln and Ann Arbor are about the same, right? Um, I would say, you know, I mean, NIL. I, I think that maybe Nebraska would be head ahead of the game, right? I think you would they, hope. I, I would. It'd be safe to say. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'd be willing to bet that we would probably be a better NIL opportunity than Michigan. Um, and then opportunity, you know, yeah, you, you, obviously Michigan is a more established program. Um, but if Jim Harbaugh is not, not there, then you're actually taking a, your risk factor goes up like 300% because they're going to have a new coach, new obligations to players that they want. And, the guy that recruited you isn't going to be there. There's no guarantee. You can't trust Jim Harbaugh when he says, I'm going to be there. You just can't. And so he hasn't signed that contract where he hasn't mm-hmm. written that I will not be. <laughs> it's like when you got, you know, yeah. what, you know, I got in trouble a couple of times in school. My dad, you know, write, made it write, write it 50 times. Mm-hmm. They're treating him like a kid, right? Bart Simpson style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I think. Oh, oppor- Dan Mullen's trying more mayonnaise. Sorry. Well, he's working harder, harder, harder at that than he does recruiting. But uh, you know, it'd be very hard for me to to say that Nebraska is not a better opportunity. Right. Um, is I think it's a harder opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think there would probably be some more growing pains. I mm-hmm. think, and that's just because of Michigan's more of a a long. You know, they're obviously a more high powered, established. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Offense from practice one versus where Nebraska is going to take. There's going to be some growing pains, but I think at the end it'd be more fruitful. So it'd be interesting to see what he does and what, what they, you know, kind of present to him. There's no question that he would probably be the assumptive uh, number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Michigan, not so much. Right. And you know what? What you know? What are you really looking for? And so that's that's what's going to come down to. And then Evan Stewart, who is a NFL guy. He's an NFL receiver. Uh, when you go back and watch his season from last year, um, I guess he's on Nebraska's radar in some, you know, some form or fashion. Uh, it'd be great to have both of them. Uh, you can't lose with either one of them. But I think what they do is they continue to um, accelerate the progress of the three freshmen from last year and then also the guys coming in and the guys that are left over. So I think they'll be a great addition. It will actually... Um, accelerate the development of 
uh, Dylan Raiola as well. It'll accelerate the development of Emmett Johnson and crew as well. The, the, it would accelerate the offensive line. It would accelerate um, the running back room as well because you're, you're able to do more things that you'll be able to dictate coverages and, and kind of maybe uh, have more educated guesses. So I think getting a receiver out there um, that you can depend on, but then also not stymie the development of the guys that you you know brought in and, mm-hmm. and had done some different things uh, as young freshmen is huge. I think it is. The name that comes to mind for me when I see Evan Stewart is Devontae Smith. Yes. Very yeah, similar Reaper. guy. Slim yeah, Reaper is yeah. right. I, I think Stewart yeah. is faster than Devontae Smith, who might have a little edge in the, the technicalities of the right. receiver position on him. Uh, Stewart's a baller, though. Evan Stewart's a ball. Like he'll go get that thing. Oh yeah, and here's what I look. At. If you can get both of them, I mean, obviously, it's I would like to get all three, right? right? And the running back included. If you can get both of them, you can take Jamal Banks and say Malachi, follow him. Mm-hmm. Then you can take Evan Stewart and you can say Dawson Lloyd, follow him. Mm-hmm. And then it's rinse and repeat every single time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's huge if they can do it and. Um, the the way I would rank them as I look at this, Jay, I think Dowdle would be the biggest get. I I think yeah. I I just think they need a running back person. They need a receiver. And again, they could take all three guys. It'd right. be better for it. But my you know post Christmas New Year's you know resolution list, whatever you want to call it for Nebraska, Dowdle first, and then either one of those receivers. Now let me ask you this, Austin: Are you looking at Dowdle to come in and be the just a guaranteed number one or to be you know a 1a or 1b like a co-starter competition right he hasn't proven enough at this level to say he walks in from day one and is the starter um again i think he would have a leg up just because i think the staff likes his body type Mm -hmm. what he can do but i think emma johnson deserves every shot at it i think quint knives if he has a good off season you give him a look at it. You, right. you know, Ramir Johnson has been around the program for a while. Same with Gabe. If, he, Gabe can Irvin, healthy, if yeah. he gets healthy, right? So, no, there, there should never absolutely be a guarantee for who the starter is. I think Dowdle would have a pretty good shot at earning right. that starting job but not give it to him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, you're right there, but he he definitely have to earn it, you know, because I don't think Emmett or uh, Ramir or Gabe or anybody like or Quentin Nye, I don't think they're going to just give it up. But, no. you know, I think – when you look at him, I mean, he's a he's a dude, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I think for me, to be honest with you, if I on my list, I, I would probably have to say a receiver. Okay, because I think that you with the guys now, I think if you you know continue to coach them, and I think they they coached them pretty hard, where you're able to get you know Emmitt Smith number four in your depth chart to start the season to be the best looking runner he had all year mm-hmm. um, tells you that they're doing something right. So I think you could piece together. Four guys can you know, assuming that Gabe and Ramirez come back healthy, um, to give two, right? You know what sure. I mean. So they all, you know, mm-hmm. whether you know, split the carries, you know, certain percentage for guys, third down, so forth and so on. Receivers huge because I think the receiver can have a huge impact on every single position. It allows you to dictate coverage. It allows you to free up other guys. It allows you actually to, let's say, in the best world of worlds, right? So let's just think uh, if Smith and Carter Nelson come in and they start to be a really, really big factor in one-on-one matchups. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a guy out there that's a known commodity, 
then you know that they got to respect that. Well, then guess what happens? Now the the Malachi Coleman's, the Dosses, and Jalen Lloyd's are going against maybe the third or fourth corner versus the number one. And it's one-on-one, one on one, and not getting one, bracketed. Right. It's one-on-one, it's one on one and mm-hmm. you're in the backside. So then now you're starting to be able to become more explosive. And you can also play to the routes that they run well right now. Mm. So that's maybe mine. I mean, obviously, you know, they know more than I do, but that's what I would say. And, uh, run, and look, running back's right there with it. I, I mean, I wouldn't – like, if he's just a runner, I wouldn't turn him away. Right. Yeah. If he wanted to commit today, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'll see. It's splitting hairs, yeah. right? I mean, the offense clearly needs a boost. It looks like they got one at the quarterback position. Now go ahead and shore up the rest. The other position that we don't have any visits for is linebacker yes. on defense. I think I Nebraska know. needs to you know, get on the linebacker train. But if you can improve the skill positions with more competition, try to go get a proven commodity at wide receiver and then a, a running back with pretty fresh legs at the college level, I think that would really help this offense. Yeah, I think linebacker has always been viewed as a position that's replaceable. That's just across the board. That you can always find a linebacker. Don't tell Mike Singletary that. Uh, He'll put they, you through a group yeah, work and yeah, 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 linebacker. Exactly. Now, the Micah Parsons and the Patrick Willis, those guys are special, right? Mm-hmm. But I think they I think they it's not as is a big a deal because I think they see those guys and see the potential. I think when you look at Javen Wright, that you're seeing a guy that if he has a really continued to stay healthy, that thing things that, you know, out of his control, but then get a really good year in the weight room, mm-hmm. really get coached on fundamentals and technique, you're not going to get a better six foot four and a half, six foot five, say he gets to 225, maybe 230 on a one that can run explosive long. You've seen him make great plays, mm-hmm. can cover. I mean, you're not going to get much of that. So what they're what it's telling me is that they're willing to bet on their coaching. Because they believe in not only their coaching but some of the players. Mm-hmm. You think of Makai uh, Gaber, you got him where he's showed the the ability to play Jack, which is kind of like the I call it the money position. Mm-hmm. But then also you saw him a couple times play stack linebacker as well with Bullock, and then obviously they got some other guys that are able to go in there and um, and do some stuff. So I, I and I the one thing I can respect about the coaching staff is, you know, when I was a younger player and I came into my first spring, I was on I was seventh on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coaches that will turn their nose up at guys that, you know, don't look like a finished product very early in their career. So I, I, I like it that they're, you know, willing to wait on a guy like maybe like a Dylan Rogers or somebody like that, that they've seen come up and make some plays and, and put the pressure on them to get better. And then they know, you know, later on down the road, maybe after spring, that there's going to be more receivers and maybe linebackers in the portal that they can, you know, snag a little bit later. So I don't think it's as imperative, but... Obviously, running back and receiver, you want to get on those guys early because those, especially mm-hmm. receivers, guys with these type of, um, you know, stats and potential, don't come around all year long. Linebackers, they can get us anytime. See, that's what I was just going to go with because you know, skill position guys, prima donnas, yeah. right? They're about their numbers, they're about their touches. You, you linebackers, Jay, yeah. lunch pail, yeah, we're first lunch ones pail. in, last ones, yeah, out. man, we, hard working, we, we live, at, we live at the earth. stadium. You know, we don't, you know. We don't get any NIL deals. We just make plays and win championships. Coaches, but, kids, former players, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, man. So, um, well, that you know, I think that's a good way to go into a break there because that uh, puts us right up next to some NFL news. And uh, it's a quirky day. And, I, I mean, it is. It, it, the NFL <laughs> never ceases to amaze me, man. If you, if you think that your organization is trying to win, they will tell you. 
<laughs> at some point in time. It might be week one. It might be week five. But we are in week 15 and 16. There's two or three teams letting you know we ain't never. We were never trying to win. Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, we'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.